So I used to call this relationship goals, you know, and that's like my relationship with myself, my relationship with my husband. What do I want to create for the new year? You can take the little nugget I just gave you of maybe having an overall theme that you want to move towards, kind of a, like a, a color, a scheme, a theme for the new year. Remember, mine is, this is my year of devotion to myself. Um, so for this portion, I am going to give you specific questions and we're going to workshop this a little bit. Um, so if you haven't yet, go grab a notebook and a pen because we're going to dive right in. And it's not super challenging. We're actually going to work with like who, what, where, why, and when. Um, I love these questions. They create such a well-rounded picture for what you want, what you want to create, how you want to manifest in the new year. If you're a manifestation, you know, person, if you're really into seeing it, visualizing it, and like viscerally understanding like that whole scene, what you want to create, and then watching it materialize, amazing. This is your jam. If you're not that type of person, don't be discouraged. This is actually a roadmap for how to do that. And, you know, not in a way that's like, oh, this is manifesting. This is like, no, you're an analyzer and a planner, then this is gonna be right up your alley. So, Pasha and I last year, we kind of like wrote out our, you know, relationship goals. And some of them included some personals on there as well that like infused into what we wanted to do as a couple on a big canvas with a gold marker after dinner that I made him one night in a cute little apron. Maybe I had nothing on underneath that apron, but it was really hot and it was right before the new year. And then I had bought him this thing called Love is Art canvas with like black and white paint where you essentially put on this non-toxic body paint play and we had sex on that canvas. And it is now hanging in Open Late Studios at home. Um, and actually, like, I should take a photo of it. I'm going to insert it in the YouTube. If you're watching the YouTube, here you go. <laughs> but we will not be doing that this year. But that sort of informed what I wanted to share with you all because I think that doing this as an exercise and making it really fun in some way is really valuable if you're in relationship. If you're in relationship with yourself, you can do the same thing. Create a ritual or a ceremony around you know, this type of experience because it can be very expansive. And if you are more like, I'm not a ritual person, I'm not a ceremony person, then maybe you create this almost like a contract for yourself. Like whatever works for you to hold yourself accountable to the things that you want to create, I'm all for it. I want to be your biggest champion in that. So here we go. Who? We're going to start with who. Who do you want to be? in 2023, right? You can answer that however you want. You can sit with that question for as long as feels good. Marinate on it, write it out, write 10 pages on it and see what sticks, see what feels really good. For me, I know that I wanna be my fullest, most authentic, complete sexual self in a lot of ways. And there's a lot more to me than my sex, than my sexuality. But what I've realized, especially in doing this podcast, one of the greatest gifts has been 
that I hid my sexuality for such a long time. I put it on the back burner for such a long time. I never centralized it. I don't even centralize it on this show really because, you know, I said it once and I'll say it again. This is a personal development show masquerading in sexy lingerie. And I love that. And that is, that's what I wanted to put out into the world. But for my personal life, I am ready to centralize my sexuality because I've found in just these last few months, especially that I've awakened in me such a sense of self, such a deep intuitive nature that I've never felt before by following my turn on. And when I say my sexuality and my turn on, I'm not just talking about like, like the act of sex. I'm talking about my life force energy, my creativity, my power. Um, yeah, so there's that. So what is that for you? Who do you wanna be? You know, it doesn't have to look anything like mine. I'm just offering, you know, maybe I won't offer it for every single question, but I felt called to there. Number two, how do you wanna feel? right? How do I want to feel? What are the feelings that I want to experience, to embody in 2023? Um, interesting fact about me, as I became polyamorous, as I understood that I was polyamorous in nature, I had an incredibly heartbreaking experience with Lauren. And um, we were in Tulum, it was a couple of years ago on New Year's. It was like a New Year's trip. It wasn't on New Year's, but um, we had this like really big shift in our relationship that just felt like an earthquake. Um, and it, I realized that like, I felt like I could lose her even though I didn't. And I think she realized the same thing about me that like our, our love was so special that the thought of us not being in relationship in that way was just, I mean, everything came crashing down. And in the moment I was like, this is the worst feeling I've ever experienced. Like, I don't even think I've experienced heartache with a guy to that degree before. Um, and as I came out of it, I felt so alive by feeling that deep level of like pain, truly. And it taught me something about experiencing pain, that there is so much beauty in it there's there's so much vastness. I don't want to overuse the word expansion because it's annoying sometimes. Um, but it's true. It pain can be so expansive and it taught me so much about myself. And that's when it started to click for me. Some things, you know, that you hear like I listen to a lot of Alan Watts, you know. Um, in another part of my life, I spend a lot of time in ceremony and um, which side note is a part of my life that I'm shutting down to focus more on this. And I'm actually considering doing an episode that's really about sort of the journey with Jessica and bringing that into open late for a moment and giving people a glimpse into that part of my life and sharing a big transition that's happening there. Um, but I'm not sure it fits, I'm a little hesitant. And I would love to know from you if you're interested in hearing about that side of me um, and me bringing it onto the show in this format. I may be doing like a catch up with Jessica um, that's not like open late Jessica. Let me know, maybe I'll, I'll do a poll um, and see if that's something that people want. 
So when I bring it back to this question, how do I want to feel? I think about that because I don't want to just feel good all the time. If I did that, I wouldn't be experiencing my full humanness. I wouldn't be accessing all that I have and all that I came here for. I chose this life. I chose this experience. I believe that wholeheartedly that we come in with a plan and you know, it's hard to say to people who don't understand the nature of, you know, disease and my relationship with it. But like, I full well knew I was coming into this body that would then get diagnosed with cancer, that I would have to have a major operation that would remove parts of my body that mean I can't carry my own children. And so sure at the time, was I like that woke that I was like, oh yeah, this is all part of the plan. No, but there there's always been a level in me that has trusted, you know, whatever happens is for me, not to me. I'm in the driver's seat, some version of me, some very high up version of me knows what's happening and, you know, has got things under control. Um, so anyway, how do I want to feel? I want to feel all of it. And so for me, when I wrote about this, I wrote like, okay, I want to be in right relationship with all of my feelings. I'll let you sit on that one. Uh, what do you wanna do? This is what most people focus on when you think about setting goals for the new year, right? It's like, yes, I wanna go to South Africa this year and I wanna go on safari. You know, I wanna go see the Northern Lights. I wanna have babies. In fact, I wanna have twins. I don't wanna just have, have a baby. I wanna have two. You know, I wanna have like the most like hot, earth shattering love making that I've ever had before, right? These are all like the to do's. This is the, the list. This is the most fun I think people find in setting goals. And so let yourself play, let yourself really just go there, whatever you want. This is your list and you don't even have to share it with anybody. What do you want to do or what do you want to accomplish? And this is with yourself and with others, you know, all the consenting uh, adults in your life. Um, where so where kind of lends itself or i think takes a little bit from like what do you want to do it's like where do you want to do it also but the other part of where is like think about the spaces that you want to spend a lot of time in for me when i did my where this year it was like oh okay like where i spend a lot of time in my home are there areas in my home that i can make more of a sanctuary for myself or that I can make cozier, that I can make feel, you know, a different way. Um, we are building a nursery in preparation to like start a family. So part of my wear is like, okay, what do I want that space to look and to feel like? And what do I want to do in there? What are the goals? So my wear includes a lot of that. Um, so the last thing I'm actually going to make the most important part and piece of this puzzle of, you know, planning for the new year is when. When is the biggest hurdle for most of us? I recently went to an event with Pasha in Austin and we heard Jesse Eitzer, please forgive me if I am not pronouncing his name right, but he was the keynote speaker and I was really blown away. Like I didn't know much about this guy before. Pasha had read the book Living with a Seal and really loved it, but that's like the limited knowledge that I had about this guy. 
And I was blown away by his keynote and Q&A because it was really focused on like taking back and owning your time. Because we live in a day and age that many of us are not in control of our time and our energy because so much is expected of us. There's so much content and we've grown so much as a society that we can be connected to so many different people all at once. And so a lot of his talk he spent talking about, you must plan for what you want in your life or your life will plan it for you, right? Like your environment, the people, your company, your job, everything, it will dictate how you spend your time unless you take control of that. And I, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I really thought about how in my life, I spend time with people that I don't really want to. Not because I don't like those people, I love those people a lot, but I'm usually sacrificing time with myself, time with someone that I actually want to spend more time with that goes on the back burner because I know that they don't mind, right? Like, I think about this a lot, like even with Lauren, you know, we put our business ahead of a lot, uh, ahead of our relationship a lot of the time. And we didn't plan a ton for quality time. And I think our intimate relationship suffered in so many ways because of that. That's like a learning, right? That's like something I wrote out as maybe a failure that I wanna do differently in the new year. I'm not making myself wrong or bad for it. It's just like, oh, cool. I'm glad I'm having this check-in with myself. And so your when must be calculated. And he wrote like, take a calendar. You wanna go on vacation this year? Great block it out right now. You wanna go on a date every single week with your partner or partners, put it on the calendar now. I'm doing the artist way right now and I'm having an artist date once a week. You best believe I put that on the calendar. Now you're probably thinking, okay, like how do I know where I'm gonna be? Like I wanna take this trip in August, it's December. Like I can't exactly put it on the calendar cause I need to like, figure out the other people that are going to come with me like on it or, you know, I want to do this writing workshop and I don't even know what it is. I don't even know who I want to like study with, you know, whatever the story is that's going to hold you back from actually putting on the calendar is likely going to come between you and completing that thing a lot of times. So I understand that schedules are going to shift and change, but what I know is if it's on your calendar, you will just renegotiate and reschedule it. You'll take the, the block and you'll move it when you have a better idea of like how your calendar is gonna function around that time. If it's not on there, there is such a good chance that you're not gonna do it because it's not there and you're gonna put other stuff in its place. And I'm like dissecting this because I'm speaking to people whose, whose brains work like mine right now and think that they have unlimited time, like all the time in the world. Like I'm the girl who for years would schedule a meeting that I know would be done at like 12.30 and then schedule a lunch like 15 minutes from my house at 12.30. Cause I'm like, okay, great. This meeting is over and I'll have lunch right after. You know, not thinking like that I'm gonna have to pee and that like I might have to change my clothes and like bring the packages inside that got delivered and then drive to the place and find parking. And then I probably needed a half hour in between those things. So for me, if I go to the calendar for May and I see, oh, you have seven days blocked off in May. What's this for? Oh, writing workshop. Oh, interesting. So that's like 
one week out of four that you're not available. And so maybe the writing workshop moves to June or July, but what I'm realizing is, okay, so there's a whole chunk of time that I need to plan for where I can't do other things. So I can't plan four weeks of activities in June or July. I should really scale it back and maybe just take two weeks where I can do dinners or see shows or whatever that looks like. Cause maybe I need a week to integrate this workshop that I want to take. And so my entire way of thinking starts to orient itself around the things that I want to do for me, that I want to do for my family this year. Um, and it's going to look way different because I'm sitting down in December and early January and I'm calendar blocking out my entire year. Like I said, nothing is set in stone. It's not concrete, but when it's there, it means it's movable. When it's not there, it's invisible. And so if you want to put yourself first, I highly recommend making your when the most important thing about your goals, your plans, for your 2023 relationship with yourself and others. My loves, what an episode to digest. I hope that you are going to take away so much value from this. Um, definitely treat this, you know, planning as an experiment for yourself. Like what works for me and what I'm telling you, maybe verbatim isn't going to work for you. So make it your own. That's my favorite thing is when I've had like, friends and clients tell me, oh, okay, I did this and I tweaked it a little bit and now it's like a staple in my life and I can't live without it. I truly always want you to just get the most out of your life, your love life, your relationships, your career. So bring your whole self to all of that in 2023 and I can't wait to see where we go and grow together as a community. As always, don't hesitate to leave your feedback. You can do it in the reviews or the comments on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast in any of the places that you listen to it. And have an amazing holiday and a very happy and sexy new year. I love you all. I'll see you in 2023. Mwah!